admittedly, I am deliriously tired. Nonetheless, we're going to bring you the same dopeness that we always do every day here at the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, joined by... Jeremiah, like the Bible. Jeremiah, like the Bible, there's not in... <laughs> I, just... <laughs> I mean, my name is one word, but you meant like one syllable. Um, one time I went to uh, Louisiana and I went to a Popeye's and I placed an order and the woman's back. the woman said back to me... Uh, and I said, I'm sorry, what? Excuse me? And she said, what it all? And I was like, I... Can you write it down, maybe? Hit me, hit me with it one more. <laughs> let, me, let me, Britney Spears me. Hit me, baby, one more time. And she said, what it all? And I was like, you're saying white or dark meat. Oh, wow. I was not even... I'm like, what do I want? What, what you're you saying white or dark meat. And I said, where are we? Because we were on the road. And I was like, where are we? She's like, Luzain. One more time. Luzain. She turned the five-syllable word Louisiana into two syllables, and I consider that to be innovation. That's definitely a black art form. Yes. Dancing down language, the syllables. So a lot of time. We on the move. We on the move. And we are on the move here on National Brothers and Sisters Day. It's also National Foster Care Day. Okay. So shout out to everybody out there who has been in the foster system or who works with the foster system or who is a foster parent. Shout out to specifically the foster parents. You know, I know that it is like a real commitment to proper properly foster right. a child not just for money but for compassion mm-hmm. uh and so we thank you for your service and also it's national teachers day thank you for your service as well thank you thank you because i don't ain't paying y'all they on their way right now to get school supplies with their own money <laughs> which is why you should support the uh nonprofit donors choose go to donorschoose.org and you can support teachers who are trying to do projects in their classroom that are coming out of their pocket mm-hmm. and when you go on there you can fund or help fund teachers projects so that they can do these projects for their schools and you know what I just want to specifically point out the black teachers because I feel like a lot of the black teachers on Donors Choose don't have the same level of uh, support in terms Mm -hmm. of this particular space so just want to point that out and I want to point out all of our educators and thank you again for your service as well we're kind of educators in our own way here at the Amanda Amanda Seal Show because we try to give you laughs but we also make sure to give you facts right so Mm -hmm. what do we got coming up Coming up, we're going to talk about a new U.S. Senate bill that could ban social media for preteens. Also, it was a Met Gala last night, Amanda. They had some looks. Did they? Maybe. Kinda. We'll talk about it. Also, Amanda, in the comments, because you was naked. Jeremiah! You was naked in the magazine. Uh, it was we talking about it. It was tasteful. Y'all act like I was full frontal. Not the case. The okay? comments said differently, y'all. The comments <laughs> said, y'all have real weird relationships <laughs> with bodies. Um... But we're going to do an Amanda in the comments about that. Also, if you have not got your tickets to Smart, Funny, and Black at the Novo in Los Angeles, it's going down May 18th with Wayne Brady versus Jaleel White. Those are two black icons, and I created a space for them to come and be iconic. So make sure you come and join us. Get your tickets at amandaseals.com. All right, stay connected with us on social media at Seals Said It, and give us a ring, 1-855-AMANDA-8. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. Happy Tuesday. We are here at the Amanda Seals Show. Shout out to you, Jeremiah, like the Bible. Thank you. It's time to get into some black hair news. It is. So in case you haven't heard, lawmakers are now pitching a new bill to prevent kids 
from succumbing to the pressures of social media. They really? Put, <laughs> they put that in black and white. Because senators from both sides of the aisle recently introduced the Protecting Kids on Social Media Act, which would ban children under the age of 13 from using Twitter, Instagram, and other social media platforms. Just so we're clear. So kids who get pregnant under the age of 13 <laughs> by incest or rape in many of state and many of these American states can ha- have to are forced to have the baby. Yeah. But they want to protect them from social mm-hmm. media. So you can't post the baby on social media. <laughs> or the gender reveal on Facebook. You can't do none of that. Can't do none mm-hmm. of that. Mm-mm. And I guess you also can't use social media to find a physician who will help you not have to have a baby at 13. Nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. You got to do it the old fashioned way. Yellow pages. I was about to say yellow pages. <laughs> Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah. This is interesting because as someone who was on MySpace in like eighth grade, so I'm like, what's that, like 12, 13? To see, I have like mixed reviews about this. It's kind of like social media. I mean, I feel like I'm fine. I was on the internet <laughs> from childhood. But I do think, I guess there could, should be some parameters around social media. I don't know if we need to ban it outright. I feel like it's, social media has become such a big part of our society. It's how we learn, how we communicate, how we... It's the new time, um, town square for the most part. So kind of banning that is weird. Um, I do think definitely parents should just be more involved with watching what their kids do on that phone. So for the record, y'all, this is exactly what I said to Jeremiah before we got on the radio. And he legit just bit my entire no, it's not. point I, of view. I agree with you a little bit. Oh, uh, I do think it's parents. He took job. the little bit that he agreed with and made it his whole point of view. You know what? That's a thief. Okay. You are a thief. Mm-mm. I did say that. I also said at the end of the day, I don't even know how they would regulate kids because ultimately it's going to have to be the parents right. who would set up the phone for regulation. See, the thing about it, though, is these kids are just real like savvy, like even stuff. I, I'm like a young person. I'm like, how, how do you do? You're not a young person. You're not even Gen Z. I'm what are we young. talking about? You are a millennial. I'm fresh face. <laughs> you are fresh face, but that's the millennial. <laughs> that's the melanin, not the millennial. Um, but yeah, these kids are like savvy. So I'm like, even with parents who aren't of that generation, it's like, how much can you really it's like, I feel like it's like a team effort. Like, you know, parents do their job, but we do need some like oversight a little bit. I mean, I think there was, uh, to me, there was, there's always going to be this kind of like fear mm-hmm. of the unknown, right? right like, I feel right. like when I was growing up, it was cable. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not the cable. All these channels. <laughs> Who knows what they're watching on these channels? You know, there's just always like more access, more access, and that mm-hmm. creates more fear. Uh, but the best thing that you can do is not lean on the politicians because the other part of it is when we look at the politicians who want to make these rules, they're not the politicians whose moral compasses I support, right? I agree with that. So then that makes me say, so then what is the real reason that you all want to do this? Because every other thing you all have wanted to regulate has been (laughs) from a completely terrible place, whether it's books or bodies. Well, also the things that need to be actually regulated, like priority lists. I don't know if social media is at the top of the priority list of regulation. It is if you are trying to create a society that is reliant only upon information from you. Mm. It is if you're trying to create a society that is a theocracy and that is Christian nationalism. And it is if ultimately you just want there to be a heightened level of ignorance so you can get away with things. Well said. And with that, we ask you, 
Do you think there should be a ban on social media for preteens? Do you, as a parent, monitor your kids' social media? And how do you do this? Because yeah. Jeremiah said that there's no like regulatory uh, things on the phone, that there are no like systems in place. And I know that he's wrong, but I would love for some of you all to also let him know <laughs> the ways in which I you use no keys, <laughs> the ways in which you use the technology to create limitations and um barriers for your kids to get into these other spaces. Also the ways in which you use just common sense and context so that when your kids do bump into these other spaces, they are not led astray. Hit me up one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Listen, Jeremiah, I saw a porn when I was eight. Okay. By all by without all social media. Without social media. I saw a porn when I was eight. Right. I saw more porno after that, like by just nature of like being at people's houses and then looking at their father's, you know, side tables. Yeah. And finding it. I did not lose my virginity until I was 18 on Martin Luther King's birthday. (laughs) What? Free at last. Free at last. Thank God almighty. I was free at last. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal show. The Amanda Seal show. We up, we up, we up. What's cracking, y'all? We are back at the Amanda Seals Show. It is Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. We've been talking about some black hearing news, and now it's time to talk about something that absolutely means nothing <laughs> to anybody in the level of importance, but it is fun to talk about regardless. Right. What are we referring to? The Met Gala. You know, fashion's biggest night, you know, in a wooden tour and in Vogue people. Mm-hmm. This, this year, 2023's Met Gala theme was Carl Lagerfeld, a line of beauty to honor Carl Lagerfeld, who is a regular attendee of the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Costume Institute, which is the Met. Right. So, what do you want to talk about? Because I was very unimpressed. I was going to say, you know, usually <laughs> as someone who's like into like, I'm not really into fashion, but I'm into like the artistry of it yeah, all and of performance. Course. I'm interested to see like, oh, what are people going to wear? How will they interpret the thing? Yep. Like yep. I love when the Met did camp. It was very much over the top. Yes. That's when Lady Gaga had like five outfits in one. Yes. Zendaya was Cinderella with La Roche. It was like very glamorous. Right. But this one was given very much like a white party. I don't know. It felt very like rich people wedding. Okay, yeah, I was giving like very like elegant, elegant, elegant opulence. Yeah, Mm. I mean, I wasn't truly, truly impressed. Um, everyone looked nice, right? No one looked bad. I will say that no one looked bad. No one looked amazing. It didn't really allow for like to 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 me. It didn't really allow for like cray cray. Right. I mean, Lil Nas X came in like bedazzled studs and all silver and like platform shoes, like a disco ball. I mean, Doja Cat came. As a cat. Right. <laughs> very on brand. Um, I mean, I think most people, like you said, look, look pretty, look very pretty. But what I want to know, Amanda Seals, is if there was a black Met Gala, mm-hmm. what would be your black Met Gala theme? My black Met Gala theme would be something in the way of like the convergence of diaspora. Okay. Because we always at war on the internet. These diaspora days. wars are just. <laughs> So it would not, and I, I want to say this. I don't want to, I'm not saying like, oh, it should look like the United Nations of black mm, nations. Right, right. I'm more so saying like, if there's like a root, so if it's in America, mm-hmm. then it's like black American culture, like, and how like that can be connected to like other diasporic influences. So in a way, kind of, kind of how so like, like a uh, Kente quilt right. is an example of like quilting is very American. is American. Kente is Africa. from West Africa, right? right? So like that's a convergence. Or even the way I guess kind of how like Ruthie Carter was able to take pieces of the diaspora for like 
the Wakanda fashion. Like you see pieces yes. from other parts of. I thought you were going to say coming to America too. And I was like, that's literally the only fail that she's ever had in her entire life when it comes to costuming. Um, I like that. I would love to see something with, um, I would do something with like 90s television. Like 90s. You know what? TV. I thought about that, but I was like. That's going to end up, I felt like it would end up feeling cartoony. But I love that. I want to see how, but I want to tell you interpret it in a fashionable way. I don't want to see clownery in like costume. I want to see like, you I feel know. like it's a lot of eight ball jackets. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's the thing. I feel like we're going to see like eight ball jackets and like TLC large pants and suspenders. <laughs> you know, we're going to see cross colors and boss. Like it feels like it would be more brandy, like more brandish. Okay. Than style-ish. But if you, I, I want to see like, for instance, we do like 90s sitcom. That's the theme, right? This is black so, I am a young. So it would be like, for instance, if your inspiration was Moesha, I need to see like a train length box braid, like all the way down following your gown. You know? Okay. I want to see like, you know, a, 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 a artistic interpretation that we're not like, oh, we're going to put on cross But that's colors. what I think is what, <laughs> <laughs> like, but I, do I want to see a cross colors, like bustier gown? Ooh. <sighs> not really. I, I, the right person could kill it. Rihanna could probably. Rihanna could, could Rihanna could pull off like an eight ball leather jacket. Like, hmm, interesting. With a train. With a, with a train. <laughs> I mean, she is known for a Met Gala train. Remember she had the big egg situation with the fur? It was very, it wasn't an egg, but people had made the memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, where is Rihanna? She had the Met Gala. I didn't see her pull up. I mean, I, I, once I saw once I saw Doja Cat look at like not just dressed as a cat, but like with actual cat makeup, I I, I let it go. I mean, ASAP Bracky did jump like a barrier to get into the hotel to change for the Met, so I'm sure Rihanna was was uh not far behind. He should not be jumping no barriers. Doesn't that man have like a warrant right now, or like he's like awaiting some case? Follow the rules. <laughs> Follow the rules. You have children. You have one on the way. Follow the rules. Well, what do you all think? Did you guys watch the Met Gala? Were you excited? Were you were you inspired by anything? Or do you think it's over for the Met Gala? Like a lot of people during the pandemic were just like, okay, there's like people dying. There's also like crazy inflation and economic issues. And like our country is like literally and figuratively on fire. Why are we doing this? Right. Why are y'all dressing up in gowns? Like, this feels, like you said, very let them eat cake. Right. Very Marie Antoinette. We're in Paris with no bread. And you at Versailles. Getting pain is drawn of you. I don't like it. I don't like it. What do you think? one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. If there was any outfits that we didn't talk about or that you that we did talk about that you disagree or agree with, anything related to the Mavic Gala, just give us a call. How about that? It's the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back with more show. Because I'm going to get into the comments. The Amanda Seal Show. We are. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. What's up, y'all? This is the Amanda Seals Show. This is Jeremiah Like the Bible, joined by Amanda Seals. And Amanda, I know there are people out here who, like, oftentimes, like, celebrities' news get leaked. And yours didn't get leaked, but she was naked on a, in a magazine. Women's <laughs> Health Mag, to be specific. <laughs> to be Pacific. To be okay. Pacific. So, y'all, Women's <laughs> Health Mag every year does a nude issue that's supposed to be about body positivity, okay. about freedom, about, you know. Freedom. This is America. Yes. <laughs> and so they came to me about this and I was like, you know what? I'm over 40 and I feel like I've kept it together. 
even if I didn't feel like I kept it together, I feel like at the end of the day, like we see so many examples of women's bodies being co-opted and also just not no longer being in our control. But there's a certain level of just like more metaphorical um, and and like literal subversiveness and just like, you know what, it's my body. I'm gonna do what I want to do. And here it is. And here's my booty to kiss literally Mm -hmm. because you can see it. So. I did not know that they were going to put out the picture with my booty out. Okay. When you do the photo shoot, like you just take the pictures and like at a certain point in the shoot, you get so comfortable. You like, you know what, what, what y'all need, what y'all need. And so when they put it up on the internet, they had put up the first picture, which I knew they were putting up. But then the second one, when I swiped, I was like, Oh, my booty out. Uh, but you know what? I ain't got no shame. <laughs> What the comments have to say, though? That's, that's what I would know. What are the people saying? So here we are. Amanda in the comments. Amanda in the comments. Amanda goes in the comments. So, <laughs> first of all, my favorite comment, I will leave for last. <laughs> all right. Now, of course, people are weird about bodies in America. Right. I don't know what this is, but in America, people just have some type of feelings about bodies. And so I was actually very surprised at like the negative comments I got because I just felt like they were so like un, un, unsolicited. Right. Maybe that's okay. the way to put it. They were unsolicited. Like, I just felt like it didn't make any sense why you cared that much about my body. You know, someone I put so inappropriate. <laughs> So inappropriate. Go pose for Playboy if you're going to be naked. It's more socially acceptable to be naked in public or photos in countries like France. But in America, it is very tacky and desperate. So that I thought was like very hilarious and ignorant because, first of all, America don't got no pedestal to stand on for nobody. Right. right. Okay. Like, so to say like, but in America, we don't do that. It's like, well, in America, we also are, um, actively allowing like just murder on a daily basis. So like, I don't know that America is what you want to plant your flag in. Like the people who, who did leave like nasty comments, like they were bothered. Right. They were like, dissertations about why this is wrong. Yes. Like you are bringing, you're bringing women back. Like shame. You're, you're forcing the male gaze. Like this is not feminist, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like, someone was like, this is a PR stunt. And I'm like, well, I mean, it is PR. It's It's press. A stunt. A stunt? I saw this for like, I mean, I, I did see the picture. Yeah, I saw the picture. <laughs> I was minding my business. I popped up. I said, oh, this is Amanda with no clothes on. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. But no, the thing about it was like, it's not even like you like in Playboy. It's like you're literally next to like a tree. Not even a real tree, like a, a well, like the, tree. Like, like, the, like the people who work with us on this show, like they didn't even, I, I said I had to do a new photo shoot with Women's Health Magazine. They did not acknowledge it at all. Nobody wants an HR violation. So like none of these men in this show acknowledged it. They all just kept on moving with their lives and kept on posting Donald Trump, et cetera, et cetera. So I get it. But the other part of it too is like, I'm also not 20 and posing for like smooth magazine right. as today's latest video. Also, it was just like a regular, like I post this on my Instagram by myself my, <laughs> in my bathroom. It really is about body positivity. And I was really like moved by how many people felt empowered by it and how many women were like, you're brave. And people were like, oh, what did your mom have to say? And my mom was like, man's, I think it's great that you're just doing what you want to do. It's a very critical world. So just be happy that you're doing what you want to do. And I think it was a great picture. You look fabulous. That's what my mom said. But my favorite comment was from somebody who said, okay, yeah, Amanda. Get I'm it? Sorry, man. Not yams. 
So Amanda in the comments, if you want to see my booty, it is on <laughs> your Instagram, on my Instagram and in this month's epi- this month's uh, issue of Women's Health Magazine. So people send it to you when you sign it, you sign your butt cheek for them, like Amanda Stills. Yeah, because I think a lot of people are surprised I even have a big enough butt cheek to sign. <laughs> Shout out to every cisgendered heterosexual man who went, I knew it. <laughs> we'll be right back with the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. This is Jeremiah Like the Bible, joined by Amanda Seals. We got so many calls yesterday, Amanda, about the parent who canceled the school trip. To see James and Good, because I've been wondering, like, where y'all at? <laughs> so if you didn't see here today's show, there was a mother who was upset that the school was going to see James and the Giants Peach because she thought it was inappropriate for kids to see actors dressed in makeup. And we have some <laughs> callers who had some thoughts. Hey, Amanda, it's Bridget calling from H-Town, Houston in the building. I'm calling about this parent that got the whole theater thing canceled. And I just think it's, it's dumb because one person is not trying, is not comfortable with theater, why would it be spoiled for the rest of the class? But I don't think they should have canceled the entire trip just for one person. I would be highly upset uh, because there were probably a lot of kids that was excited to go. That wouldn't ride here in Houston. I can tell you that now. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it was, but uh, that show wouldn't ride here. Have a great day. Love what you're doing. (laughs) Thank you. You heard that Southern accent? She said, "One ride here." It <laughs> That's H Town. I appreciate you, H Town. Give us a call one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. I'm glad to hear that this mother is like that. Would not go around right here because you in Texas, it mm-hmm. is absolutely going to go around around there. And the kids was excited. They was like, hey, they they stuff picked out. They sack lunches. James and the Giant Peach is a great book by Roald Dahl. It's I mean, the movie's kind of creepy a little bit. The movie was creepy, yes, was creepy. but the book itself <laughs> is not. You know, Roald Dahl is also the same person who wrote Matilda. Oh, they got Van Damme and the BFG, the Big Friendly Giant. Mm. Yeah, like classic. Like books that honestly, as an adult, I could still read and like gain like intellectual and like compassion nutrients from. Compassion nutrients. I'm going to steal that. I'm going to start using it. No problem. <laughs> well, when we get back, um, we got to talk about, listen, America is not the hot spot yeah. for tourists because <laughs> countries are issuing travel bans. And we're going to tell you why when we get back. What else we got? Coming up, we also talk about, you know... The uh, Big Up Let Down? The Big Up Let Down. You got it. Coming up next on the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Come on. We speak the world on this We shine. Amanda Seals show. Uh, you know, on this day in history, Jeremiah liked the Bible on May 2nd, 1920. The Negro National League, the first financially successful all black baseball league, held its first game. Ooh, that's dope. That was my first job, not the Negro League. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> my first job was working at the Atlanta Braves. Like, that was my very first job. Do you like? No. Okay. I don't, I don't know anything about baseball. People have whole conversations with me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, we have uh, Roy Wood Jr., comedian Roy Wood Jr., who uh, just did the White House Correspondence Center. He's going to be with us on the show on Friday. And he loves baseball, and he'd be, like, casually, really? like, obsessed. And he'd be casually putting baseball, like, references in it's text the- conversations. And I'm like, cut it out. I don't know what you're talking about. I played T-ball as a kid, and I hated it. Like, I was one of them little bad kids that was... I'm going to say what everyone says. I don't like baseball. I just like going to the game. That Now, the games are fun. Now, I will say this, though. I'll take it to another level. I love baseball movies. There has yet to be a baseball mm. movie that I did not like. Angel in the Outfield. Name it. Um, uh, a League of Our Own. Keep going. 42. Yep. Uh, uh, Little Big League. Little Mr. Big League or something like that. I remember that one, yeah. Or Little Major League. Let me tell you something. First of all, Major League, Major League Two, one Major of the League. one of the few sequels that was just as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. My favorite, one of my top five favorite movies of all time, is the the uh, the Natural with Robert Redford and Glenn Close. Interesting. Yes, and it is a baseball movie. You got to get you suited up and for the love of the game, flipping. Uh, I don't remember. I'm going to throw your first celebrity fit, first pitch, <laughs> Amanda. Oh, that's a good idea. I should do that. But I would have to do it at the Yankee game. Okay. We can make that happen. Y'all listening, New York Yankees. <laughs> y'all listening. Well, y'all are listening because you want to hear some black hair news. So what do we got mm-hmm. for the people? Well, apparently seven countries have issued travel bans or advisories towards the United States. Jeez. It's getting so crazy here. Yeesh. Plus, Lorraine State, you remember him? You know, the cute little man. Remember him? He's very present. Yes, he is. He also looks very good. For his Vampire. Um, but he spoke out about British actors taking over Hollywood. Black British actors. Plus, we got the big up, Let Down. Big up, big up. Let Down. All that coming at you right here at the Amanda Seals Show. Also, remember, if you haven't got your tickets to Smart, Funny, and Black live in Los Angeles on May 18th and you are tripping we're gonna have Jalil White versus Wayne Brady they're going head to head at my live comedy variety game show so you don't want to miss out it's a good old black ass time alright get your tickets at amandaseals.com remember if you miss any of the show you can listen to our daily podcast available wherever you get your podcasts it's time to listen laugh and learn it's the Amanda Seals show This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and I'm here with Jeremiah Like the Bible, and we're about to get into some black eared news. What do you got for the folks? Well, if anyone who listens to this podcast or radio show abroad, you might want to hold your horses <laughs> because several countries have advised citizens to take safety precautions when entering the U.S., but some have also, also increased the level of alarm because of the increased hate crimes, violence, sexual assault, and other forms of criminality that other countries have warned their citizens about when traveling to the United States. People really be thinking the United States is like on a pedestal. Everywhere else is laughing at us. Mm -hmm. And now they're afraid. Some of the countries in questions are New Zealand, Canada, Australia, the UK, France, Venezuela, and Uruguay. The United Kingdom literally says it advises its residents to stay (laughs) vigilant when traveling to the States. And then they list possible occurrences of mass shootings and terrorist attacks. That's not about right. Then you have France. That points out certain urban cities that pose potential threats such as carjacking, theft, and walking alone at night. The ministry provides a breakdown of potential threats in neighborhoods in major U.S. cities such as Boston, New York, Chicago, Atlanta, New Orleans, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. They left off D.C., which is where everybody's car is getting jacked every other day. I okay. was in a barbershop one time in D.C. and they did a sm- whole, like a whole row of cars, got their windows smashed in. Bro, 
in the bay, they just leave their cars or doors open. Like, there is nothing in here. There is nothing in here. This girl on TikTok did that. She had a Tesla. She said, at this point, I leave the windows down in the seat up. Like, I ain't got nothing, y'all. Everybody says that. I ain't got nothing. Everybody says that. Australia said the same thing. They warned about violent and gun-related crimes being more common in the U.S. New Zealand has a two out of four level for the U.S., meaning travelers are advised to exercise increased <laughs> caution. Look over your shoulder. New Zealand's government attributes the rating to a threat of terrorism. Now, America, as we know, mm -hmm. just does not want to call all of these mass shootings terrorism. Right. Domestic terrorism. Yeah, it's domestic terrorism. And in their mind, because I feel it's not led by some religious mm -hmm. threat that they feel is outside of America, they don't feel like it's mm -hmm. terrorism. But, you know, a lot of these people subscribe to being Christian. A lot of these people subscribe to being white supremacists. And I think there's also a level that these people are from like a religion of guns. Mm -hmm. Like that, like they believe in guns, like a cult, which is, I'm going to say this. I think I said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Gun enthusiasts are like, just so it's, it's, I can't like wrap my head around it. It's like, you're enthused with Death. killing people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like something that can hurt people. We're not talking, there's, there's a conversation about people who own guns because you know, my safety to protect myself. I think it's a false sense of security. Yeah, I mean, because you got to still get the gun and hopefully in time be able to shoot it. But even that, like, if, for instance, you got a gun, it's locked away. I'm not really, it's not out. Like, you're not walking around like like um, bad boys, like Brian Lawrence <laughs> and Will Smith, versus someone who's like, I have 30 guns and I need all 30 guns. Do you remember because when they've opened up that closet at T.I.'s house? <laughs> Why did I know he's about to say that? I knew he was about to say that. <laughs> Because I was like, why? But I know why. Like, he had lost somebody and many people to gun violence. Mm -hmm. So he had tripped out. But my point is that he tripped out. <laughs> like, there wasn't a... He wasn't buying all those guns from a sane place. Right, 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 right. It was a reactionary place. It was very much like... To your point, it's like false sense of security. Like, if I have more guns, maybe I can, like, you know, save myself from other other guns. I'm like, I don't know if that... that I'm going to just say this. People be having all these armed protection. Mm -hmm. You only have two arms. <laughs> two hands. Ten fingers. So what's the plan? You're yes. going to use up this gun and run back and get another one? I just, I don't know. So anywho, we say all that to say that do not be fooled by the false sense of security that politicians mm. and that media be trying to portray to you. At the end of the day, America is really not a safe place right now. And there are ways in which that could be changed, right? Laws could be changed. Legislation could absolutely be altered. And for what it's worth, like culturally that could be changed. Like the messaging culturally could be shifting in order to do that. But there just simply hasn't been enough on a top line level interest mm -hmm. to do that. Because at the end of the day, the goal is capitalism and people are trying to make money off of guns and death versus trying to make happiness off of understanding and emotional intelligence. Can't make money off no happiness. I mean, what's funny is you actually <laughs> you could, could because could. I've been to Disney World. Okay. <laughs> they got it on lock. On Lizzie. <laughs> So hit me up, 1877. I know y'all always call us up when we talk about guns. So hit me up, 1855-Amanda8. That's 1855-262-6328. Do you think these countries are bugging when they look at America and say that we're not safe? Or do you think, you know what, they're onto something? Hit us up. When we get back, Lawrence Tate. He's still fine, but he's got things to say. That's right. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Uh.
Yes, y'all, this is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. We got more Black Hero News for you. So Lorenz Tate said he feels like Hollywood believes that there's more value in Black British actors. I feel like Hollywood believes there's more value in British Black actors than they do Black actors. And I think a part of it goes into that, oh, they have an audience over there. Mm. So they translate internationally. Going back to that, what I think is, you know, a hoax that we don't sell or we don't, we're not valuable. So I think they put that in the mix. And also I just think Hollywood is just in love with the UK and all things, you know, British. And so I feel like the the black American actor is, you know, I see what that decline is, but you know, we, we're here. I love me some Lorenz. Okay. But <laughs> I feel like folks forget that, look, we live in a racist country mm-hmm. and in a colonial world. Yes. Blackness is not valuable in most spaces mm-hmm. unless they can really like figure out a way to make money off of it. Right. Like slavery. Correct. <laughs> Period. <laughs> So, and particularly in America, the narrative has been for so long that black men are dangerous. Mm -hmm. And we continue to see that narrative played out, particularly in the gun violence of of police brutality Mm -hmm. that they're like, well, if, if everyone thinks that black men are dangerous, they're not going to pay money to go see black men on screen, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I don't think globally, that's necessarily the same thing. I think there is a definitely global racism, but I don't know that globally black men are considered dangerous as much as black people are maybe considered less than. Right, right. But that's not going to stop somebody to go see a movie. As we've seen with like Bad Boys and all these other movies that ended up, you know, breaking the mold with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't agree with him with the fact of they like sell more. Because from from what I've seen, most black British people who are playing American roles or black roles in Hollywood, they aren't doing like British roles. They're playing like regular everyday people. So unless you knew them outside of the role, you wouldn't know they were like British. So I don't know if that would... Well, you saying they have fans like over in the UK okay. as like but British people. Even with that, though, I feel as like... As British stars, per se. And correct me if you think, you think differently, but I feel like most people come to America for like the big break, like the, the limelight. This is what the stars are made. Even like British singers, like you got to make it in America if you really want to be a superstar. I think the other part of it, too, is that Americans in pop, black American pop culture is a global phenomenon like all right. the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the, it, it's a short sighted view in terms of like, oh, black actors in America are like not as valuable. But I think the other part of it, like he said, with them being obsessed with Britain in general. Bridgerton, all those things. Yes. Like <laughs> it's the British accent. It's like this weird, like hearkening back to like this. The fact that they still be talking about the forefathers, like there's still like this, like, oh, that that's like a level of austerity. Mm-hmm. That's a level of sophistication. You know, they still believe in that Which kind of very thing. weird because America's whole thing was like, get us away from the British. Get them out of here. And now they're like, oh, my God, the queen. <laughs> the queen. <laughs> no, it's totally true. I mean, I I, I want to see. Um, I would love to see black American actors like playing British roles. Can you do it? Let's see your accent. Come on. This show audition, Amanda. Somebody's listening right now. Well, here's <laughs> you have to understand. There's many different British accents. Right, right. So. For instance, British people, when they're performing an American accent, they're going to get um, coaching mm-hmm. for like, for like you know, or you, see, you see I'm doing like four different <laughs> British accents right now because it's like some of it is Cockney and then some of it is like proper. Very posh. 
Porsche, etc. Mm-hmm. So it's like I need to get trained in right. like, okay, are you in Birmingham and Peaky Blinders? Like, are you in Downton Abbey? Mm-hmm. Like, where are you the same apparently, way? Apparently, Damson Idris and Snowfall got dropped off in South Central to get that. To that. get that uh, that authentic right. hard R. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So ultimately, I think it's just a matter of training. And honestly, when it comes down to in this situation is white supremacy. If we had more roles for black actors, we all can have a role. You get a role. You get a role. And that's it. But it's only five right now. So there it is. <laughs> and there it is. There's that. But this has been a conversation that's been happening for a while. I remember Sam Jackson broached this and people were just like mm-hmm. livid. But at the end of the day, it still ends up being black people fighting black people over stuff that we should have more of an abundance of regardless. Ba-dum-ba. You know what else we should have more of, Amanda? What? More big up and let down. Yeah. That's coming up next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's time for the big up let down on the Amanda Seal Show. Big up, big up, let down. Big up, big up, let down. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. This is Jeremiah Like the Bible, and I'm joined by Amanda Seals. And Amanda, it is now time for your... Big up, big up. Let down. Well, yesterday I was very excited for the... Big up, big up. But now we don't have a big up. <laughs> I was really excited also because we didn't have a let down yesterday. Right, so it was right. like, wow, like nobody did something weird. But I don't have a big up today. I scoured. I scoured. I mean, I could have given a big up to like... The girls who gave the best looks at mm-hmm. the Met Ball, like Michaela Noel, I mean Michaela Cole, like she was killing it, right? Yara, Yara Shahidi, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock, crazy, not Crenshaw Rock. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yes, actually. Uh, that being said, I don't have a big up for you today, but I do have a let down. Okay. So, you know, we know about Isaiah Washington, right? Isaiah Washington is the estranged Dr. Burke from our favorite Grey's Anatomy. Isaiah Washington also recently made comments on DJ Vlad's show about how, you know, Aaliyah at 15 really (laughs) knew who she was as a woman. And so she was making decisions for her life. When she was being courted by the grown man, R. Kelly. That was him. He said that. But he again finds ways to outdo himself. And I'm not sure why people have not regulated his Wi-Fi usage the way that the government is claiming they want to do preteens. He came out and said, I had some of the best elementary school teachers and even some neighbors that I knew were Klan members back in Texas while growing up. I knew where they stood with me and they also knew where I stood with them. The boundaries were very, very clear. You think maybe the burning cross between y'all was how you knew. He said, I still played with their kids. I just couldn't drink from their outside water hose or come inside their house to eat. And their houses were usually much smaller than what I grew up in. My mother never refused to let their kids into her house to eat a summer lunch and drink from our vintage JFK water glasses. I can't help but wonder today if their kids are vigorously supporting me as an actor today, you barely get to act. So nobody's vigorously supporting you simply because I showed them love and respect as a true Texan and a true American, even when their parents and grandparents forbid it publicly. I wonder. This is not real. I just can't believe he sat there and typed it. (laughs) 
a this is a man who was in my DMs when Trump was running for president, saying to me that I am wrong about Donald Trump, that I really need to shift my focus, that I am leading black people astray by telling them not to vote for Trump. And guess what? I just think that when you when I hear black men specifically speak like this, I am utterly confused and confounded at what is driving this. Is it a sense of greatness that you feel because in some way or form you think that you're better than these people because you were nice to them when they were terrible to you? Mm. Does that give you a, a a challenge to the imposter syndrome that you're fighting and being in a country that has a target on your back? Like, what are we talking about? But I know what I don't want to talk about. I don't want to continue hearing people like him act as if it was acceptable to be treated this way and that the onus was on him as a black person to bring forth kindness. Mm-hmm. That burden is not what we consider Texan. It's not considered a true American. It's literally just considered Stockholm syndrome. Cut it out. That is today's let down. When we get back, we got more of the Amanda Seal show. Seals show. We up, we up, we up. What's up, y'all? Thank you for listening to the Amanda Seals show. This is Jeremiah Like the Bible, and I'm joined by Amanda Seals. If you miss anything, you can check out our daily podcast wherever you get your podcast. Plus, we love taking y'all calls on our topics, or maybe need some advice, or just want to say what's up. Call us anytime at 1 855 Amanda 8. That's 1 855 262 6328. So yesterday, they blowed up our phone about this whole James and the Giant Peak situation at this school. Mm-hmm. They wasn't having it. So we got another it. caller talking about it. Well, Amanda, my name is Courtney Williams, and I'm here in Bay City, Texas. And I was just calling in to talk about, you know, the theater with kindergartens. I mean, being a parent of young children... Children are very impressionable. I agree with the parent, you know, but I don't agree that every child should have been left out. I agree that the parent didn't want their kid to participate in it, then they shouldn't. They shouldn't stop other kids from experiencing that because not all kids are influenced in that way. That's just my two cents. Thanks for having me on. No problem. I also want you to know your kid's sexuality is not influenced by seeing a play. <laughs> Just want to let you know that. I'm screaming. If, you're, if your child is gay, it's it, your child's already gay, and they're actually going to be influenced by your unwillingness to understand or be open to that. So I just want to let you know that. I mean, have y'all seen Jamie and Giant Peach? I'm just, I'm <laughs> like, it's always the idea of like influence. I'm like, what do you think is happening? In James and the Giant Peach. That's not happening in your house. Listen. Because it be that's the part for me that I don't think a lot of these folks are really grasping. Like, your child is more, mostly influenced by what mm-hmm. you're doing. Right. Everything else is happening, and it can absolutely have, like, an impact. But ultimately, it comes down to what's going on in the crib. I can't even remember how stuff I did in kindergarten. So, <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, what I can't remember is that I had a home mm-hmm. where I could tell my mom, I like this. I don't like this. Right. And she could provide context for me. 
You know, that's what I grew up in, which is why when I talk about like earlier, I was saying like I saw porno when I was eight. Now, I didn't go tell my mama that I saw porno when I was eight. But what I'm saying is that I had enough of a framework at my house where I understood that that ain't got nothing to do with what I need to be doing. Right, right. You like, I'm going to stay in a child's place. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to stay in a child's place. And y'all stay on the phone. Give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6828. When we get back, we got more smart funny. No, what do we have when we get back? We have Black Your News when we come oh, back. Oh, we do. Because yes. Reverend Al Sharpton and Mark Maria are demanding answers after Don Lemon got fired. That's coming up next on the Amanda Seal Show. They're not busy. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seal, set it, y'all. We up, we up, we up. Woohoo! It is the Amanda Seal Show here. I am Amanda Seals, and uh, this is your favorite show of facts. It better be their favorite show. All right? At this point. These are the facts of the I was done for y'all. <laughs> you sound like the white publicist I had <laughs> who knew she was getting paid a grip a month and was like, everything I've done for you. I'm like, you were you you invoiced me for everything you did for I'm me. I'm just saying nobody on the radio giving the laughs. They're not though. The facts. We're giving a whole smorgasbord of things. The games. The games. We playing games over here. And we be like Giving game. We got sound effects. <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> we got all the above, y'all. And we love having you all here joining us. And remember, if you want to uh, catch anything that we've talked about that you may have missed, you can go to wherever you get your podcast. Go to Amanda Seal Show and boom, we right there. So there's no excuse. No, there's no excuse for also not listening to this Black Your News coming up this hour. What we got? We got Reverend Al Sharpton and Mark Morel demanding answers on CNN's decision to fire Don Lemon. They said right now, immediately. <laughs> Plus, Rick Ross's neighbors filed a petition to stop a car show that he planned at his mansion. I can't even. At his house, Amanda, at his house. Hood. Plus, it's, all we, it's time for us to find out how black do we feel this week? How black? <laughs> that was ex- black? extra Atlanta. Did, did we? <laughs> did we? Did we? We got that for you. You know what? I am excited to also create a dope, hilarious, fun community space for blackness. Because that's what we do every time we do Smart Bunny in Black. And it is going down. My com- my comedy variety game show on May 18th at the Novo in Los Angeles. Looking for a gift for a Mother's Day present? This is it. We got Wayne Brady versus Jaleel White. And of course, yours truly. Honestly, if you're just curious, you should come through. If you got curious money, come through. All right? Come through. And if you want to donate, and maybe you can't come to the show, but you want to make it so that somebody else can come to the show, all you got to do is go to smartfunnyandblack.com and click that donate button. Put some money in the pot. And that money is going to go to providing tickets to folks who don't have the money to afford tickets but want to be able to experience this dope black space for dope black folks. All right? So you can be a part of that. That's always a good thing. That'll be a good deed for the day. You know what? If you don't got the money to do that, well, you know what your good deed for the day can be to stick around because we got more of the Amanda Seal Show when we get back. Listen, laugh, and learn. Blaggery, blaggery, new. Politics. Blaggery, blaggery, new. Pop, pop, culture. Blaggery, new. Sports. Blaggery, blaggery, 
this is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals and Jeremiah with the Bible. This blacker news starts out with just these people, they're mad. They are mad. You wonder who's mad, y'all? Who's Reverend mad? Al Sharpton, along with Mark Morial, the president and CEO of the Urban National League. They came out in support of Don Lemon, who lost his job after 17 years of working at CNN. This is the statement they wrote. This is the joint statement. Um, Reverend Sharpton and Mark Morial. They said, we are completely stunned at the termination of Don Lemon. Throughout his career, Dom has been a superb journalist who's very open to the civil rights community on issues others wouldn't touch. Will we consider Don Lemon a journalist? Um, He's a news anchor. Yes. I'm, it's so hard these days when it comes to journalism. Well, I'm is like, he finding the stories, researching the stories, and writing the stories? I don't think so. You're like producers that kind of do that now. Like, versus, not kind of. Like well, they're yeah. doing it. It's not like a local on the ground where they're like in the, yeah. in the streets. I'm going to get the story. Right. More so like I'm just... Reporting, reporting the news, the news yeah. so he's a news anchor yeah i think journalist is a strong word and i say that not with any shade to him but with, more with regard to like the act the actual job of journalism i mean they cars tomorrow we are premiering our latest episode of small doses podcast and we have uh journalist sharice castle who literally like has gone into the throes of the los angeles sheriff's department to mm-hmm. uncover police gangs gangs y'all and she's just a little itty bitty thing and like has her life like on the line. Right. That's journalism. Like she's like won the award for like the journalism hero award, et cetera. I say all that to say though, that I, this, I mean, you know, at first when I read this story, I was like, don't y'all got other things to do, but we got to show each other love. We got to show each other support. Mm-hmm. You know, we do have to just sometimes, perf- even if it's just performative, like say the thing, even if we know it's not going to change the thing. Now, what I will also say though, is that I think there's a fear for not a fear, but I think there's an issue that they have with the fact that like Don Lemon is no longer a part of like this great big news source. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean for black folks who get their news from these sources? Right. And I just have to continue to say, we can no longer get our news from these sources. Right. Like CNN is owned by a rich Republican. It is not an unbiased news source, mm-hmm. let alone a liberal news source, even though that's what they like tried to paint it. Like they just said that they are going to have a forum for Donald Trump in New Hampshire. This man st- tried to steal an election. That was him. This man literally caused an insurrection. That was also him. This man was before he even did any of this. Several discrimination cases for race, for women, housing, housing, all of this. Mm -hmm. But let's give you a forum to do what? To answer questions about what? (laughs) About where you get yourself, Tanner? About why you buried your ex-wife on your golf course in order to get tax exemption? So, like, I'm sorry. So much stuff, and I forgot about that. (laughs) So, like. (laughs) I just feel like at this point, it's like, how about we instead support like Roland Martin, who's created his own media space on YouTube. Mm -hmm. That money is going to the continual growth of his media space. And also we know from his actual track record that he is about the blackness. He's also about ascots. (laughs) Love ascot. He loves an ascot. Okay. A pocket square. So I, you know, in the, in the wake of this, I think it really, to me, the biggest message it sends is we got to be better about getting our news from other places. Look at where all these other folks are getting their news from Newsmax and Fox. But we're also in a new age where I think now we kind of see, even with Tucker Carlson leaving Fox news, I think we're at a different place in like this 24 hour news cycle where people are looking beyond these like major corporations for news. To your point, like you can get on TikTok and find out more factual stuff that is unbiased and you can on quote unquote news sources 
These news sources are owned by people. Okay. Mm-hmm. And these are people that are funding other things that are harmful to you. Yeah. They're funding organizations that are racist, that are white nationalists, that are Christian theocratical, that are theocratical. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm going to say it. You know, that. so we have to understand that when we are looking at something that we think is unbiased, we remember that they're not held to any legislative measures of ethics. They're doing what they want to do. And what they want to do is force this country in a direction where they continue to have the most power. So they're no longer a viable source for you. We are here at the Amanda Seals Show because we just don't operate on that medium. So thank you for listening to us and also seek out some other news sources. And I'm going to put together a list that we can help people out with as well. When we get back, uh, Rick Ross's neighbors don't want people to know where they are. They don't. And so we're going to talk about that at the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah Like the Bible. Deep side. That's how people at that live next door to Rick Ross, they feel right now. Mm-hmm. Because reportedly, some of his neighbors that live in the same upscale community as him have filed a petition against the rapper's upcoming concert slash car and bike show. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> this event is expected to bring over 6,000 oh people God. to his neighborhood that will take place at his residence located on Highway 279 on June 3rd. Do you understand how absolutely <laughs> insanely inconsiderate this sounds? Well, apparently this happened like last year as well. And it had, that's why they like filed this position because they had too much traffic. They said it was crazy. Why is this happening at your house? He also shot Coming to America 2 at his house. He did. He also shot his tiny desk concert at his house. Baby, <laughs> cut it out. work from home. <laughs> Listen, I just didn't know that like gangsters work remotely. Uh, in this fashion, in this fashion, but a car and bike show at your house is crazy, sir. That sounds like a lot of exhaust. That sounds like <laughs> a lot of thigh out. I just don't. I don't know what who in their right mind. This is like the people who be playing loud music on the plane. Like who raised you? So this is to me an inconsiderate neighbor. Mm-hmm. Do you all have any inconsiderate neighbors? We would love to hear your stories. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one 262 Please call us up and tell us your inconsiderate neighbor stories. We definitely have our inconsiderate neighbor stories, and we're going to share them with you on Thursday on the group chat. Gotcha. But I want to hear from you all. one 855 That's one 262 And what did you do about it? Because that's the best part. Not the neighbor being inconsiderate. It's about what you did to hell it. All right? When we get back... Cause they signed a petition, and sometimes, baby, that's just not the that's just not. I don't know. <laughs> it's not in the cards. It's not in the cards. When we get back, we're gonna jump into a group chat. That's right. Mm. And we're gonna talk about what about your friends? When we get back to the Amanda Seal Show, the Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. This is Jeremiah, like the Bible, joined by Amanda Seals. Hi. And Amanda, it's time to get into the group chat. Now, everybody always might be friends. My best friend, my friend, my shawty. But there's some other words and other and, and instead of friends that you can also use. And here are some. Well, before we even do that, before we even play this audio, I, I just want to say, you know, the word friend is just overused. It is. And I think it's led people astray. <laughs> and I don't mean to say this in a joking context, but like. When we saw Shanquilla Robinson's story, so many people were talking about the fact that she thought these people were her quote unquote friends that she went to Mexico with. And that perhaps if she hadn't qualified them in that way, 
I don't know, maybe she wouldn't have gone or maybe she would have had her head on swivel in a different way. So like there definitely just needs to be a little bit more curation, I think, for all of us in terms of how we identify who is a friend. What does friend actually mean to Mm -hmm. us? But on the other side of that, it's like, well, what are the ways that you can identify these people? And this is some vocabulary options for you. A great and very simple piece of advice I heard recently is to normalize using terms like colleague, associate, neighbor, contact, coworker, acquaintance, liaison, connection, when describing people. Not everybody is your friend and it's okay to be more choosy with that title. Listen, this week's episode of Small Doses Podcast is Side Effects of Mean Girls. Mm -hmm. Because you be thinking people are like, your friends. It's really a contact. <laughs> contact is so funny to me. Contact it's is like bare minimum. Bare minimum. I have their phone number. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe I have their email. Their Instagram. I could reach them if I need them. <sighs> but I agree with you, Amanda. Like, you have to be choosy. I think and also the language of friend just makes, I guess, it uh, eases you. Like, someone's my friend. When you say friend, it's like a comfort level. Like, yeah. you know, we, I kind of trust them. I'm familiar yes. with them. And I think sometimes it's just an easy word to kind of throw out, like, my friend, my friend, when you really like me, that's my coworker, that's my associate, I kind of know them with the school together, but we ain't my friend, friend. Listen, and the truth is, is that you and your friend need to have the same idea of, of what other? a friend is. Okay. Yeah, y'all need to have the same definition of friend. Mm. You be walking around here thinking somebody's your friend, and they are definitely over there talking about, yeah, I have a contact <laughs> named Amanda Seals. <laughs> and you will get embarrassed and get your feelings hurt. At the birthday party. Yes. At the birthday dinner. No, you would get embarrassed and have your feelings hurt looking at the birthday party and the birthday <laughs> dinner on your phone. You're like, oh, wow. Okay. Look, then the caption says, all oh, my closest friends. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You DM them because you have a contact. That is correct. So just save yourself, you know, just kind of broaden your concept of what you consider to be uh, vocabulary to identify the people in your world and save that friend label for people who've actually earned it. What do y'all think? one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. You know, we asked last break about like people who had like bad neighbors. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had somebody that you thought was your friend and then they identified or they did something big or small that lets you know, oh, hold up. This actually is not my friend. It ain't. Because I know when I, when my friend told me that she had told like her friends about her pregnancy and it was six months later, she was just telling me. That's when I was like, oh, I'm your contact. Right, right, right. Maybe right. I shouldn't have hosted your wedding for free. All right. Because I don't host contacts weddings for free, baby. <laughs> when we get back, what we going to do? Let's talk about how black do we feel today. It's that time. Right here on the Amanda Seal Show. Bye. <laughs> we'll be right back on the end. The Amanda Seal Show. We we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show. Amanda Seals here. Just for the record, Jeremiah, like the Bible, just said to himself, <laughs> I'm so funny. He is funny, though. That's why you all love him. Uh, you know what time it is, though, right? Do you know what time it is? How black do you feel today? Yay! Jeremiah, like the Bible. How black do you feel today? I feel Alex Haley black. You want to know why I'm in <laughs> Why, Kunta? Because, you know, he had, like, roots, the American saga. Mm-hmm. And I told you, if you guys heard the show yesterday, I told you over the weekend I went to visit my parents. And I began to, like, document our family history audibly. And I'm really feel like, you know, I'm with my Alex Haley. I'm getting the family history for the books. And honestly, I just decided... Doing it, I was like, oh, wow, there's so much you don't know about your parents. Ain't that crazy? 
Because you talk about them, you talk to them from like a child to yes. parent lens versus like, oh, who are you mm-hmm. as an individual in like your life and the things that make you who you are? I found out like two years ago, my mom was a competitive cyclist in high school. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Like a comp- that's very specific. I'm aware. It's not like oh, I was on a basketball team. And then I like mentioned this to my aunt. She's like, you didn't know that. I'm like, <laughs> the public information. <laughs> um, well, uh, how like do you feel today? I had to wait for you to ask because might not be saying bless you when people sneeze. So I didn't know if he was gonna ask me how. About I would have passed two weeks of segment. Like before then, <laughs> before then, nobody was sneezing. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how black do I feel today? You know how black I feel. We uh we worked like really, really hard for the last two days just with a lot of stuff with the uh Smartphone and Black production company that I own and run. And we're still going. Like mm-hmm. we're still nailing it. And so I feel very Steph Curry in game seven okay. of the Kings and Warriors series where he just was not here for y'all. And he was like, I'm going to just keep going and going and going and going and going until I get to where we need to be. And he dropped 50. He dropped 50 points. He had 30. I think he shot either 36 or 38 field goals and it got like 20 from the field. That's crazy. They are saying Steph is that guy. Steph, like he literally set a record for the highest uh, highest point. I mean, uh, he set a record for the highest. What? what, what why can't? Points. No, just for the highest. Shooting. I don't know why I have no words right now. <laughs> like, I literally have no words. He, sort of, he he set the record for the highest number of field goals. And did I just say field, field goals? goals? I'm like, first of all, let's just say <laughs> I'm not even a sports connoisseur. <gasps> but I, even I know field goals are not in basketball. That's definitely a football term, Amanda Seals. <laughs> No, field goals is in basketball. Okay, really? yes, is a field? basket scored on any shot. I don't believe it. Let me let me call the people. It is field goals. Curfew, field goals in football are either conversions or three points when you can't get across. We sound crazy like, right now. Are these people? people are listening to us like we can't listen. This to is not anymore. ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, my point is, is that Steph was so focused and so dedicated and has, and was on a mission. And that's how I feel about the work that we're doing right now. And so it's like, we just keep going, keep going, keep going until we get there. So that's how black I feel today. We love it. Now the Warriors are against the Lakers in this next go round. And I just, uh, it's a lot of stress. stress. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stress. All right. Who you got? Warriors or Lakers? Or do you even care? Hit me up. 1855 Amanda A. How black do you feel today? This is the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Come on. We speak the world on this We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. here though because we got more for you right here at the Amanda Seals Show. Right, Jeremiah? Like the Bible? That is correct. It is May 2nd, 2023 and it is DC Young Fly's birthday. That's my little homie right there. He was born in 1992. God, dog. Y'all are some youthful people. Three years ago, me. I came kicking right after that. 92, like I was a whole human being. (laughs) I was watching the Olympics in Grenada. 
I was watching Shannon Miller get shafted for the gold medal by, by being given to Tatiana Gutsu, who absolutely did not deserve it. I was watching Dominique Dawes contribute to the team medal. It was the whole time. It was the era. It was. You know what it is this hour? You know what the era is this hour? What is the era? It's Politicians Say the Darnest Thing era. That is correct. And it's also 60 second headlines because there's so many stories we can't get to, Amanda. Mm-hmm. That we got to like cram it all into a 60 second time span. Plus, we got your big up let down. Yeah, we do. We got all that coming at you. All right. So just remember to listen, laugh, and learn because this is the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back. How's everybody doing out there? It's Tuesday. The week is just trucking away. And we're here at the Amanda Seal Show. And it is time for. Politicians say the darndest things. Today, Amanda Seals, mm-hmm. we have Ronda McDonald, McDaniel, <laughs> Ronda McDonald, a clown. She is a clown, yes. <laughs> Who is the Republican National Committee's chair, 50 years old. And she had this to say, guys. Well, one, the Democrats are using this word book banning. You're seeing it a lot. You saw on Biden's launch. That's a lie. There isn't book banning. What Republicans are doing are protecting our children and parental rights and saying five-year-olds shouldn't be reading sexually explicit material. So what I'm hearing her say is that Republicans aren't banning books. Mm-hmm. They are just not letting kids, kids read them. Got it. <laughs> Last I checked, they were banning flipping books. You know what I'm scared of, Amanda? What? I'm scared of people that lie. I know. Like bold face. Not like a little Bo- lie, like, oh, and- I didn't I didn't do that. Like to your face with a straight face. But they're not lying just to like the reporter's face. Uh-huh. They're lying to like the nation's right. face. Like they're very casually like, yeah, and this is like, what it is. We it. sat around and we talked about it and mm-hmm. we decided that I was going to say this, even though it's completely counter to the mm-hmm. actual truth. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I know I read that article where y'all was banning books. I, I know I seen the teachers on the internet like, look, these <laughs> books are banned. We can't do it. So then for you to get on the, on the on the TV and be like, that's not happening. What are you talking about? I saw Judy Bloom. Okay. <laughs> like the author Judy Bloom of Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Like I saw Judy Bloom like, yeah, they're banning books. And she said in the 80s when they were banning books, it was like, wow, this sucks. But, you know, we kind of thought. It's going to get better. She was like, I actually believe it's worse now. Have they been small doses the book yet? Is that on the Please don't put that on their on their on their radar. It's an afro on the on the cover. Mm -hmm. But you know what something Judy Bloom said was she said that in the 80s, the book banning was more so about like parents and kind of like civilian book banning. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, This time it's the law. And she said, that's the difference. And my mom always says that that's like the difference between like how racism showed up in America versus in England. Cause she went to uh, nursing school in England and she's always just like, you know, yes, there's absolutely racism in England, like in a very, very real overt way. The thing is though, is that in America it was the law, right? It's legislative racism. It's apartheid. Mm-hmm. So it just changes the whole context of it because people feel justified that that's the case. Mm-hmm. So I think this woman, Ronna McDaniel, a.k.a. Ronald McDonald, <laughs> is an absolute clown. And we play, I, I always remind you, we play these clips because you need to know how they talking mm-hmm. so that you can make sure that they go walking. So they saying this on TV. Imagine they talking about in the back room. <sighs> Lord. She's absolutely using the N-words. Oh, hard on. <laughs> Hard on. <laughs> All right, when we get back, 
What do we got? Some 60 second headlines. Ooh. That's coming up next on the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's time to head on out. That's not a real song, but maybe it should be. Thank you for joining us right here this Tuesday. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals, joined by... Jeremiah, like the Bible. Talk about what we talked about today, Jeremiah. We talked about a new U.S. Senate bill that could possibly ban social media for preteens. Also, we talked about the Met Gala, fashion's biggest night. You know, mm. some of them dresses, the suits. It was, a, it was a time, maybe. Was it? Not really. <laughs> also, seven countries have issued travel advisories towards the United States. They said it's dangerous mm. over here. And Rick Ross's neighbors, they signed a petition because he's trying to have a car and bike show at his house. Which is why I want y'all to call us up and tell us about any whack neighbors that you all have ever had. Have you had any neighbors that really just was pushing it, just doing too much? And what did you do to stop the problem? Hit us up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, you can check out the latest Amanda Seals Show podcast episode available wherever you get your podcast. Also, the latest episode of Small Doses podcast will be premiering tomorrow. Side effects of police gangs and you can also check out the current episode that was just posted last week side effects of mean girls available wherever you get your podcast and also on youtube at amanda seals tv and the bonus content at my patreon the amanda burst keep them calls coming and comments coming in 1855 amanda 8 that's 1855-262-6328 and follow us on social media at seals said it and coming up on Wednesday's show, we're going to have all your Black Hurt news. Plus, of course, we got the Big Up Let Down. And another edition of Politicians Say the, the Darndest Things. things. Because that's how we do right here at the Amanda Seal Show. So make sure that you have a great one. And remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Peace, y'all. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.